Content warning. This tale contains a depiction of suicidal thoughts and attempted suicide. From the banks of the Yiga River to the mountains of Beauchamp, beside homestead hearths, around travelers' campfires, on the streets of cities great and small, her stories are told. Destroyer of demons, swindler of spirits, former prefect of the celestial city, 10,000 voices telling 10,000 tales. Hear them now as they tell the tales of Frost Cricket. The three true loves of Frost Cricket. Third love, the sea hermit. Let it be known that this story is approved by the censors of the earthly bureaucracy for the edification of the people of Yengola. I was told that once, when the land was young and the lawgivers walked with man, Frost Cricket, humble prefect of the 8th district of the Celestial City, was visited by a divine oracle of Yonkoga, who prophesied of romance. You will find true love three times in your life, stately prefect. Once here in the Celestial City, twice on a bloody battlefield, thrice on the banks of the endless sea. Only one of them will truly love you in return. Which one, I cannot say. It is possible you will someday meet a fourth and final love. If you do, woe to us all, for it will be a sign of the end of this world. Frost Cricket's first true love was the law. She found it in her time as prefect of the Celestial City. But the law cannot love in return, and Frost Cricket was struck by a wanderlust that took her away from the Celestial City and out into the world. Her second true love was the warrior Cade, who needs no title. Cade and Frost Cricket spent many years together as champions of the Celestial City. But Cade, like many warriors, dreamt of dying in righteous battle. She was granted her wish at the fall of the Celestial City, much to Frost Cricket's chagrin. Frost Cricket followed her love down to the underworld, but death would not relinquish its hold on Cade, nor did she wish to live again. As Frost Cricket fled Death's palace, tears filled her eyes, and she lost her way in the obsidian labyrinth of the underworld. It took Frost Cricket 500 years to find her way back to the world of the living, and when she did, she spent another 500 years sailing the endless sea. During this time, she traded with pirates, made peace between ocean creatures, and even battled Yaba, the great blue serpent. These are all things that deserve their own stories, and so we will hear them another day. Suffice to say, these actions angered Lord Storm, who sank Frost Cricket's boat. However, Lord Storm was the former lover of Great Auntie Ocean, who decided to annoy him by saving Frost Cricket's life. She set Frost Cricket down, still alive, on the banks of the Endless Sea, where she met her third true love, the Sea Hermit. The Sea Hermit, whose name is Lost, was a curious person. Seven feet tall, with scarred cheeks, eyes that missed nothing, and long hair that smelled like the ocean. They lived in a small hut by the sea, 
by themselves, and all day they swam and fished in the shallow waters. When Frost Cricket washed up on the shore, she was so weak she couldn't move or cry out. Yet the sea hermit saw her right away, lying in a tangle of kelp and driftwood. It was here that Frost Cricket would recover for three months. Every morning of the first month, the hermit would go out to fish and swim, then return with a day's catch, from which they would make a seafood stew. Each night, when the stew was set before Frost Cricket, she would devour it hungrily and feel a bit stronger. Then, the hermit would sing one of the old hymns to Frost Cricket, and she would fall asleep. At least, most nights this would happen. You see, the sea hermit was struck by a rare sickness. Some say this sickness is tied to the moon, but that is a silly superstition whispered by fools and peasants. However, the sickness is real, and it afflicts the rich and the poor, the young and the old, the just and the wicked alike. It is a disease of the mind, or perhaps the soul, and there is no cure. On nights when the malady took hold, the hermit would pace along the floor of the hut, gibbering and shaking, tormented by unseen forces. Frost Cricket, who was not strong enough to speak, much less move, could only watch with sympathetic eyes as the hermit twisted and muttered curses into the walls of the hut. In the morning, the hermit would not speak of their condition. Instead, they continued to fish, make stew, and care for Frost Cricket. But finally, on the last day of the first month, Frost Cricket felt her voice return, and when the hermit placed the stew before her, she asked with a small, hoarse voice, Where am I? The sea hermit smiled. You're here, with me. Frost Cricket was annoyed by this answer, but asked a second question. How can I repay you for saving my life? The sea hermit smiled again. By living again. Frost Cricket was also annoyed by this answer, but asked a third question. What happened to the Celestial City? The hermit stopped smiling. It's gone. Frost Cricket wept then, and asked no more questions. When she was done weeping, she fell asleep, and did not wake till sunrise. Every morning of the second month, the hermit would go out to fish and swim, then return with the day's catch, from which they would make a seafood stew. Each night, when the stew was set before Frost Cricket, she would devour it hungrily, and feel a bit stronger. Then the hermit and Frost Cricket would sing one of the old hymns together, and she would fall asleep. At least most nights this would happen. But other nights, the sickness returned. Just as before, the hermit would pace the floor of the hut, gibbering and shaking, tormented by unseen forces. Frost Cricket, who was strong enough to speak, learned quickly it was best to stay quiet, for her voice would only add to the confusion. Instead, she would simply make sure the hermit's stew did not get knocked over. On the last day of the second month, Frost Cricket felt stronger than ever, and when the hermit placed the stew before her, she asked, with a quivering but clear voice, Where am I? The hermit smiled. 
you're here with me. Frost Cricket was annoyed by this answer, but asked a second question. How can I repay you for saving my life? The hermit smiled. By living again. Frost Cricket was annoyed by this answer, but asked a third question. What happened to the five champions of the Celestial City? The sea hermit stopped smiling. They're dead. Frost Cricket asked no more questions. Instead, she wept. When she was done, she fell asleep and did not wake until sunrise. Every morning of the third month, the hermit would go out to fish and swim, then return with the day's catch, from which they would make a seafood stew. Each night, when the stew was set before Frost Cricket, she would devour it hungrily and feel a bit stronger. Then the hermit and Frost Cricket would sing one of the old hymns together, and she would fall asleep. At least, most nights this would happen. But other nights, the sickness returned. Just as before, the hermit would pace the floor of the hut, gibbering and shaking, tormented by unseen forces. That was when Frost Cricket, now almost strong enough to move by herself, realized she had fallen in love with the sea hermit and wanted to care for them as they had cared for her. On the last day of the third month, Frost Cricket got out of bed, went to the hermit as they were cooking the stew, and asked, Where am I? The hermit smiled. You're here with me. Frost Cricket was annoyed by this answer, but asked a second question. How can I repay you for saving my life? The hermit smiled. By living again. Frost Cricket was annoyed by this answer, but asked a third question. What happened to the lawgivers? The sea hermit stopped smiling. No one knows. Frost Cricket had expected an answer like this, and she had few tears left to shed. Then she said, I love you. And kissed them. Unfortunately, they did not return the kiss. Instead, they pulled away and went back to the stew, mumbling an apology. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Okay. When the stew was ready, Frost Cricket was not hungry. The hermit tried to comfort her. You can stay as long as you want, but, but you don't have to. Uh, I'm not telling you to go. It's, it, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just saying stay or whatever. I don't care whether you go or stay. I, I mean, I do care, but... Oh, shut up. Frost Cricket climbed back into bed and pretended to sleep, holding back fresh new tears from this fresh new heartache. Eventually, sleep did come, but she dreamt of walking the streets of the Celestial City, chasing after her friends from long ago, never quite catching up, while the cobblestones beneath her feet cracked and gave way, and she fell, screaming, down, down, down into the underworld where Cade, Death, and the Hermit all <laughs> laughed at her. She awoke to find it was daytime, and the Hermit was gone. What do I have left? She screamed at the empty hut. Gone. They're all gone. The Celestial City, the Lawgivers, Cade, 
Everyone I knew and cared for is gone forever. The hut had no reply. She looked at the empty stew pot and realized that soon the hermit would return with the cold truth that they did not love her, not the way she loved them. Frost Cricket climbed out of bed on shaking legs, walked out of the hut, down to the shore, and into the sea. Unfortunately, the hour grows late, and I am happy to tell you this tale is far from over. But we'll have to save the rest for another day. Frost Cricket was played by Megan Russell. To see more from her, check out her Twitter at Megan N. Russell. The Sea Hermit was played by Doug Vandalay. To see more from him, follow at Doug Vandalay on Twitter. Tales of Frost Cricket is written, narrated, and produced by Joseph Stilwell and edited by Wes Walcott. Our cover art was drawn by Matthew K. Hottie. To see more from him, check out patreon.com slash mkhottie. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Or follow us on Twitter at FrostCricket. Joe and Wes would love to collaborate with other creators on Tales of Frost Cricket. If you're interested, email animisticengine at gmail.com. You can support the show financially by becoming a patron of the Cave Goblin Network. Visit patreon.com slash cavegoblins and sign up today. Your monthly support goes directly into creating more Frost Cricket, including exclusive bonus content for backers. Or if you want to make a one-time donation, visit ko-fi.com slash animisticengine. Thank you for listening. I'm Piers Ray. Sitting with me is Eric Ivanovich. My name is Eric Ivanovich. We're the hosts of Podcast vs. Podcast right here on the Cave Goblin Network. This is the only podcast pitching show on the internet. Tune in, find out if we can ever find the perfect podcast, or more importantly, can we agree on it? This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.